0: Dear Diary, today I interviewed Anthony, who's Sparky of the New York Islanders. Take a listen. Alrighty, so do you have any questions, or do you want in the, like clarification on anything? Um, no, I think
1: I think we're good. I think we can just dive right into it.
0: Alrighty, awesome. Alrighty, so how long have you been a mascot?
1: Um, professionally, about three years. Um, I have done costume character mascot work since about 2011, 2012.
0: And how many characters would you say you've performed as?
1: Uh, as a, as a costume character, as a mascot, I've been three. Uh, two were an actual job of mine and one I was just filling in for somebody. And then I've also done some, like, full body puppetry work as well, which kind of is... Related but not quite the same thing.
0: Why did you want to become a mascot?
1: I kind of just fell into it, really, to be honest with you. I was working with uh, this company called Empire Promotions in New York City, and they had an account with a bowling alley in Times Square called Bowmore Lanes. And while I was working with them, they needed somebody to be the bowling pin mascot in Times Square. And I kind of was like, oh, "That sounds fun. I could do that. I like dancing around and doing nothing and." having fun and messing with people and you know making people laugh and make people smile I was like yeah sure I'll give it a shot and I kind of just immediately fell in love with it and ever since then it's been kind of a passion of mine.
0: Can you give the differences the differences between your first mascotting job and your current mascotting job?
1: Well the first mascotting job was very informal you know it was kind of like we're in Times Square in front of ABC Studios on 44th Street and just people are walking by and you're kind of like messing with them trying to get their attention and the guy next to you is handing out a flyer and it's very informal it's very much kind of like whatever you want to do go out there there's really no rules uh and then being a professional mascot's a little different because you know you have to be a little more professional obviously you're always representing the brand or the team or whoever you're advertising for or, or whatever team you're supporting you have to represent that that company so you have to be professional of course but on the street, there's a little more free reign to kind of be wacky and be a little uh, not quite so uh, work safe, if I can say that. Um, But whereas when you're doing professional mascotting, doing like school assemblies or a game or something, you know, you have to be very mindful that you're in a family environment and you have to make sure that you portray that character like as such. You can do as much weird and wild stuff as you can think of, but you have to make sure that it fits the audience, you know, so it's something a little more to be mindful when you're doing professional mass mascotting work.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then did you want to give out your character?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't see why not. I don't think they'd really care much. Uh, but I, uh, for the last three years, I've been Sparky the dragon for the uh, New York Islanders.
0: So I got like really excited when Jason told me about this, Jason, if you remember, I, I'm talking to the listeners here. Sorry. It's kind of weird, but yeah, he was not. my very first episode. And like, yeah, like Jason is awesome. Cause He's the one that, you know, just started it all, I guess, giving me that first interview. And he's been, you know, emailing me. He's like, hey, I have this person over here. You should contact them. And some have fallen fallen through. But I'm really glad that this one, you know, actually like actually got to talk to you and everything. and, And I have you here. So I'm really excited about that.
1: Yeah, have you have you ever had a professional mascot before? Like a professional sports team mascot before?
0: Yes, I had one NFL. Yeah, an NFL. But we didn't say who he was.
1: Well, yeah, they're uh I can imagine that they're probably a little more strict about that stuff. Islanders are kind of a little uh a little more uh what's the word I'm looking for? A little more uh free, a little more open. They're kind of uh, mom and popish, you know, so they kind of it's all about the people who work there. It's kind of a family kind of thing. So I don't really think they'd mind too much if I said who I was.
0: Awesome. And I appreciate that. And if you want, if you want me to take it out afterwards, I will. <laughs> if you're like, eh, maybe we shouldn't, but yeah,
1: as long as, as long as I don't say anything bad about him, I don't think I'm going to get <laughs> in too much trouble.
0: Yeah. How did this even come up between you and Jason? Cause <laughs> he was just like, Oh, like, Hey, by the way, I know this person. And I was like, how did you not tell me this beforehand? Like, how did you not know that?
1: He and I play broomball together in New Jersey And it just kind of came up in conversation randomly because a couple of the guys that I play with, they're friends and I met people on the team through a different league and then we ended up playing together and then we were just sitting in the locker room one day and he goes, oh, I didn't even know you were the mascot. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I got a friend. There's a podcast uh, interview thing. And I was like, cool. Send him my info.
0: And (laughs)
1: it was really that that simple. You know, you never know who you're going to meet sometimes.
0: Yeah. So your character now, is this your full time job or do you have more than one job? It's my main job, uh, but it's
1: definitely not my only job. I think in the three years that I've been a professional mascot, uh, at one given time, the most jobs I've held down is about four. Because uh, the mascotting doesn't really pay super well, um, uh, I usually have to have a couple jobs to, to you know to support myself. Uh, there was a one time where I uh, I was the mascot the islanders i was doing game day stuff for another team in new york uh i was working in an office and i was like picking up odds and ends here and there as like a fourth thing uh, i would love for mascoting to be a full-time job i've applied for a mascot coordinator position with a couple of teams i've thought about relocating i applied to uh, a team on the west coast that i won't mention but i tried to get their mascot coordinator i like, got a salary position where you know you have a little more creative control and a little more control over the character and stuff like that. But I'm always got my ear to the ground for stuff like that. I would like to make it a full time job, but that's not really where I am right now.
0: It sounds like you're very dedicated. I mean, you're trying to get your foot in the door for, you know, a big position. And I think that's awesome. And so is does your family and I don't know what we haven't really (laughs) talked much. This is my first time talking with you, (laughs) but I don't know if you're uh, who your family consists of, but are they supportive of this dream or?
1: Uh, they're very supportive of me. My uh, my father is uh very supportive. He just wants the best for me. He's always looking out. He's like, oh, you got to get jobs with benefits and this, that, and the other thing. Got to get a little more money. You know, you work so hard and you do so much. You should be paid more than you earn. And and I appreciate that position of his. And but he's very supportive. Otherwise, he he says uh, whatever makes me happy, whatever I want to do. He's definitely in my corner. And I'm trying to do what he wants me to do. I want to do it myself. I'd love to have a bigger job, a little bit bigger salary, you know, for the amount of work that I do. Not that I would, not that I really care much about the money. It's just nice to have one job instead of four, you know, and oh, be able yeah. to pay all your bills with one job instead of four jobs. Um, okay. My mother is very supportive. She uh, she definitely loves what I do. She always looks for me on TV when she watches games down in Virginia, Hurricanes games and stuff like that, the honors of playing them. And my sister is very, very supportive.
0: That's awesome. Oh, it sounds like you have a good support system. And that. Yeah, I
1: could I couldn't do it if I didn't have them in my corner. I really honestly couldn't. It's it's a little rough sometimes having to run around doing so much stuff, especially when a lot of your jobs you have are physical. Especially mascoting is def- definitely physical. My other jobs sometimes you're standing up, running around, doing a lot of stuff, and you know you kind of need people to fall back on sometimes. So it's very nice to have that.
0: I have to ask because I was there. <laughs> so did you go to um, the NHL All Star Game this year?
1: I was not. Oh, okay. Uh I have not gone to the All Star game as Sparky unfortunately. Uh I was hoping to didn't kind of work out. I really wanted to for whatever reasons that they didn't want to send me pol- politics kind of things that I don't really would rather not discuss. Okay. But um uh not because I I mean like I don't I don't mind discussing it, but I just wouldn't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing by them because they've been pretty good to me. So I wouldn't want to, I don't really honestly know why I don't really honestly don't know the reason why I didn't go, which is very unfortunate. Like I said, I know Jason through broomball and there was a broomball game at the yeah. mascot showdown. and That would just make sense for me to be that guy, but I don't know.
0: I can't remember. Did you guys win? Did your division win? Uh, no. Um,
1: the, uh, the West, I think I'm pretty sure the, uh, one of the Western conference, uh, One's won. Uh, I don't even. I think the mascot. I think the mascot showdown just split up east west. I don't think was split up by division. Oh yeah. yeah or yeah. or it wasn't uh, two years ago. I don't know. Maybe last year might have been different, but I'm pretty sure the west won. It might just be a coincidence, but mm-hmm. I think that the conference that hosts the games mascots usually win. So.
0: Oh, true. Yeah. I kind of felt something was fixed there with with Bailey.
1: <laughs> Who knows? I think I think um uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget his name. Uh the. Blue Jackets mascot, not Thunderbug. That's the lightning. But the Blue Jackets mascot, I think, won it the year before in Columbus. Stinger. So uh, that tends to happen. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, the Islanders are host an All Star game. Sometimes, students Sparky could win MVP. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. So, have you ever traveled for the team?
1: Uh, no, I have, not. I have. I have. I uh, have. I have traveled for work. I used to do, uh, like I said, full body puppetry. I used to travel with a show called Earth's Dinosaur Zoo, um, and I was doing like full-body dinosaur puppets uh and i've i toured north america for like five or six months with that back in 2013 right before i started working as sparky i was doing that for a little while so i have traveled for work but not with the team no mascots aside from uh the all-star game mascots professional mascots in my experience don't typically travel with the team
0: yeah, I think it's like minimal, maybe just birthday parties or something. And
1: sometimes like teams will do a uh, a mascot day and then other mascots will fly in and go to that arena for mascot day. But uh, I only used to host one. They haven't done it in a long time. Uh, and I don't think we've been invited to do any anywhere else. But
0: I imagine traveling is like hard because I'm trying to think of like mascots that actually like travel and stuff. The only one that comes to mind is the Harlem Globetrotter mascot. And I think there's yeah. that positions like actually open right now is looking at some of the job openings. And yeah, like, really, I, that has to be like, tough, right? Yeah, are you gonna go for that one? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'm looking at that. I wouldn't mind doing that. But yeah, no, traveling is tough. Even just lugging the costume around is tough. Like I don't I live in New York City. I live in Brooklyn. I don't have a car. So whenever I go to offsite events, I usually take the subway with my bag and the bags right?
0: No
1: <laughs> 50 60 pounds i have it on like a hand truck i gotta carry it up and down the stairs uh i have a friend of mine my friend tim give a shout out to him too uh not family but very close friends uh he works uh weird hours sometimes usually he either works like overnights or like early in the morning and i do school assemblies the school assembly program founders and he'll him and i'll do a car sharing thing he'll help me borrow his car drive out to long island do school assemblies and stuff and that is a huge help definitely shout out to my friend tim for helping me out there too
0: yes definitely shout out to him i love carpooling and i love when mascots go to schools and stuff so that is much appreciated
1: (laughs) yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely a fan of being environmentally friendly i'm definitely a fan of education and the children so i'm actually wearing a t-shirt right now that is a caricature of odb from the wu-tang clan it says wu-tang is for the children Put that on record that Sparky loves the kids.
0: Oh my gosh. This, I just have to tell you, this is something that never even freaking occurred to me that you would have to like lug that around on public transportation. You know what I mean? I don't, oh my gosh.
1: I've worked with another team, not as a mascot, but as a chaperone for the mascot. And I had to help the performer carry the suit around on the subway one day to like do an event at like a hospital or something. And it was. It was a lot easier with the second person. I usually go myself for sparky stuff, so but yeah, it's not quite easy. It's uh you get a lot of stairs on the subway. Sometimes people I try to I try to be as mindful of other people on the subway as possible, you know. I'm I'm a big believer in the social contract and I don't wanna be the guy who's taking up like way too much room on the subway. I try to like get the stuff all the way in the back corner so it doesn't really get in anybody's way. But sometimes you can't really help it. It's this huge bag. It's like it's like two feet wide by like two feet deep by like four feet long it's a it's a goalie bag it's huge full of stuff so oh, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of cumbersome but i make do If you do, do what you love you know you gotta gotta make sacrifices so
0: yeah that's one more that i'm adding that i added to the list because of all the things that you guys do and it's it's crazy but i appreciate it <laughs> as a yeah, fan absolutely. and you know for the kids and all the fans and stuff so what are some of your favorite skits your character does during, like, the games or whether you're at a school, like, you know, what's something that you like to do?
1: Well, I'll say one thing that I'm I'm not, like, really fond of, I'm kind of indifferent towards, but the kids love it is kids love when mascots dab, apparently.
0: Oh, no. Don't. So
1: they love it. Kids, I do it at, at the school know. assemblies. That's, that's your, like, your walk off the stage moment. They love it. I'm kind of indifferent towards it, but whatever, you know, whatever gets a reaction from the crowd is kind of what you got to go with.
0: I know it's all over the king's games, like and
1: yeah oh, it's, it's everywhere I like uh Porky has a big mouth like a big like an alligator snout, he's a dragon,
0: yeah, and
1: um I like biting people's heads. that's funny, you know that always works, especially bald guys, biting bald guys' heads is is hilarious every time you do it.
0: Mascots and bald guys in general are funny. I don't know why I just every time there's a video of like someone cleaning a bald guy's head, i don't <laughs> I just find it hilarious.
1: I also like I like pouring people's popcorn in my mouth, which is nice. <laughs> at the Barclays Center, they have uh, like refillable popcorn, so I don't have to worry about wasting people's money. That's a good <laughs> one. I also... Another one I really like is... And this one is great for testing the water because, you know, people... Like, a lot of times, visiting fans will get a reputation as like, oh, they want to get into a fight or something. But I like to mess with visiting fans a lot, just in general. You'll find a lot of times they're usually up to play along because... They're there to have fun. It's all about entertainment at the end of the day. You know, it's a professional sports is an entertainment business. You're you're paying money to go be entertained and that's part of the reason why the mascot is there. And I like to engage the visiting fans. It's kind of sometimes it's could it could be a little uh could be a little intimidating going into a visit uh other team's stadium and wanting to root for your team as passionately as you do at home. And it's nice to have like a like a little friendly rivalry with the mascot. It kind of gets you involved, especially if your team is losing a lot and you mess with them a little bit. And sometimes every, I'll say one out of every maybe 50 fans is a little aggressive back towards me, but most people take it in stride. And it's a lot of fun to see people do that. You know, I really enjoy, I like to, sometimes I like to, um, I like to like shimmy in front of a visiting fan, like sit in their lap and pretend like I don't know they're there yeah. and like block their sight lines and stuff. That's, that one gets a pretty good reaction from the crowd and kind of gives them the opportunity to say I've had enough and I give you a push and you know when to get off them but they usually take it in stride they're usually pretty happy to, to be involved you know
0: because then they're on like the big screen and all that so. yeah and then they get like oh I got to they go home and tell
1: their friends oh, I was at the game and the mascot messed with me and it was funny and you know and make them smile you know I like to I love my I love to I love to go to a, a walk up behind a hose, posing fans and steal their hats oh, yeah. and then, like rub like, and like rub it on my butt and stuff <laughs> That's a good one. Or I walk by kids wearing like knit caps and I pull them down over their faces. That's a good one. I like doing that one a lot.
0: Yeah, I saw oh, who was it? I thought who was it? It was one of the basketball mascots because the NBA mascots, because they went to Chuck's birthday party. I'm usually at hockey games, but I went to one clipper game and Yeah, I forgot which mascot it was, but there was this kid wearing the opposing team's jersey and he just totally took it off. He was like, here, give me, give me, give me. And he just like took off his jersey completely. It was so funny. I'd never seen that before. So I want to say it was Slamson or like Grizz. But yeah, because there was different ones at Chuck's birthday party. So
1: yeah, they do that sometimes. Like they had uh, they had um, the mascot for um, the wild. They had his birthday party and. Oh, Nordy. Yeah, that's his name. Yep, yep, yep. And they had uh Tommy Hawk was there and a couple of the other mascots were there and they kind of did like a little skit with him and it was actually pretty funny. They were talking to because uh they had um, the wild mascot was blindfolded
0: yeah. and
1: they had a piñata and when he went to go swing the piñata he ended up hitting Tommy Hawk and they like beat up Tommy Hawk with the stick and it was a whole big like whole big kerfuffle with the NHL like, "Oh, you can't do that. You can't have one mascot hit the other mascot." But I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Big props to them for for Pushing the envelope, I thought that was a really funny sketch.
0: I saw all the controversy, I saw the video online. I thought it was funny. I love piñatas, and it was like everyone saw that coming, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I thought, like, it's a thing, it's a thing with, like, you know, back when the cartoons that everyone used to watch, my parents and stuff, like Tom and Jerry and stuff like that, when Tom and Jerry, they hit each other with frying pans, and like the roadrunner and the coyote, like falling off cliffs, and it's all like, oh, what are we gonna show the kids, like, the violence? But like, it's cartoon violence, you know, it's not really. Like, they're mascots, you know?
0: Yeah, but nowadays, I mean, I just have to say, it's totally different from being, like, in the field of education and working with after-school programs to, like, day camp and stuff and just working with kids. The parents are so picky with every little thing. And
1: Yeah, one of my one of my first gigs was I used to do that full-body puppetry. I used to work in a theme park in New Jersey, like an educational theme park, and I used to do, like, full-body puppetry there. And a lot of times, things get a little crazy. Uh, parents are... Parents are... You know, they love their kids, and they want to make sure their kids get the best, and they want to make sure that their kids get all the advantages. And you don't really blame them for that, but sometimes that might cloud some people's judgment and make them say and do things that they probably wouldn't have normally done. But I try to, I try to look past that because to me, it's more about the kids and the parents. Parents want to make it about parents want to make it about their kids because they want to make it about themselves. But it's really about the kids, and you want to make sure the kids have a good time, and the kids are happy, and the kids are smiling, having a good time. And I try to make sure that I remember that. You know, I always try to keep that in the back of my mind.
0: Yeah. What would you say is the most daring stunt that you've done in the suit?
1: The most daring stunt that I've done in the suit? It's a little hard because uh, um, Sparky's got a very long nose, so he's very top-heavy, so like it, it's very hard to do a lot of crazy things because my head might fall off because uh, um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a chin strap inside, but I can't use it because it doesn't get tight enough, so I basically have the the helmet sitting on top of my head with like a t-shirt rolled up as support. So I can kind of like turn my head left and right and not up and down, but I can't really do much more than that. Uh, so my, my range of motion, with my head is very limited. And the, like I said, the head is very top heavy. So I can't do like, I can't do cartwheels or anything like that because there's horns on the top that hit the ground and then the head might fall off. And, um, but I would say the most daring thing I ever did is I like to climb stuff. <laughs> um, The most daring thing I did, which didn't seem very dangerous at the time, but I found out later was very dangerous, is uh, at the Barclays Center, uh, the lower bowl is shaped like a horseshoe because it was designed for basketball, not hockey. So there's no seats on one third of the arena around the event level. So in that corner, and one of their sponsors is Honda, and they have a pickup truck behind the glass. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of a joke from the fans, you know, they used to be because the All had the yes chant it was the yes u v, which I think is hilarious, and they replaced it with a pickup truck. And one day I at a game, I went into an electrical closet and I stole a ladder. Uh, sorry, I borrowed a ladder,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: and I brought it out next to the truck, and I climbed in the flatbed of the truck and was like cheering on the team from inside the flatbread and flatbread flatbed. <laughs> And I thought it was hilarious. All the fans loved it. It actually popped up on social media. There was, um, uh, my friend reads the Islanders Reddit and sends me links when they ever talk about Sparky and some guy drew like fan art of like Sparky and the pickup truck, like in love, like hearts around them and like Sparky laying on the roof, like a pinup model. And it was really, it was really, really funny. Um, but then I found out later they were like, yeah, you know, that that truck's not bolted down or chained down or anything. Because they take it out for basketball, so they just drive it up the ramp and put it in park and leave it there. So while I was up there jumping around, I very easily could have just like knocked the truck off the ramp and drove it into the stands. Uh, Well, not driven it, but like knocked it into the stands. I could have like ran over people and I had no idea. And they were like, don't go in there anymore. I was like, fine, sure, no problem, never again. But but that would say that was probably the most dangerous thing that I've done for sure.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they had to put the parking brake on, I mean the emergency brake and
1: I would imagine I would imagine so, but when I'm in the when I'm back there jumping around and stuff, you never know what can happen.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, so probably a good idea but they don't let Sparky go in there anymore.
0: <laughs> Is there anything that you regret doing in the suit?
1: Well, huh. to be to be a little philosophical, I try not to regret anything, you know. You make oh, mistakes, yeah, but yeah. you move on. But but <laughs> uh but really, no, honestly anything that I regret that I've done in the suit I would say, I don't know. I think, actually, you know what? There's one thing that I regret doing, and not because I feel like I made a mistake, but because of what ended up happening after. Was there was a fan fest uh, event? I think it was it was either when the Islanders it was when the Islanders were in the playoffs last year, and there was the 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 patio outside Barclays Center on Atlantic Avenue. There was like team hype. There, the the Brooklyn Nets dancers were there as Islanders hype team, and they were doing a bunch of stuff and. There was a guy who was going to do a flip over the other hype members, and he was like, oh, come stand next to us. So I stood next to him. I had my head down. I'm looking at the floor. I can't see anything.
0: Oh, man.
1: And a fan ran in from the crowd and tackled me by the neck. What? Yeah, some crazy... And it was an Islander fan, too. It wasn't even like it was a Panthers fan or a Lightning fan. It was an Islander fan ran in (laughs) and tackled me and, like, twisted my neck. I hurt my neck for, like, a couple weeks. It was pretty bad, so... I mean, I don't think I did anything wrong, obviously, but I definitely regret doing that. If I had the foresight to know it would have happened, I would not have done that. I know it doesn't really—that's not really in the spirit of the question you're asking, but no, that's yeah, really no, all no. I can kind of think of of things that I would do over again if I could.
0: But that's crazy. Oh man, that's crazy. Did like security take them away or anything, or? Uh, not really. They kind of just,
1: kind of just pull them off me and kind of because. It looked like he was trying to like hug me, but he like broke me down and it was just dumb. It was a dumb thing of him to do. Whatever that, if By the weird off chance that, that guy is listening to this, I want him to know that that was really dumb and don't ever do that ever again. That's really stupid. I kind of have a pet peeve with people engaging mascots that aren't engaging you or at least looking at, at you. Like I hate when people come up behind me and like pull my wing, trying to get me to turn around and stuff. Like if you walked around me to the front where I could see you and you want to engage with me, I'll be more than happy I just don't like because like I, I have very limited vision. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll do things like people will just throw their kids at me for pictures and they'll run under my legs and I can't see them. And I might step on your child and injure them and then I'm going to feel terrible. Your kids are going to be hurt. You know, no one needs that. People just need to have a little bit more awareness because like people see a, a full body puppet or a mascot or a costume character and they kind of get lost in the magic, which is beautiful, which is a beautiful thing, which is something that you want. You want your character to be so alive. People kind of like, lose themselves and become a kid again but when they do that they forget that there's a person in there that there is an actual living breathing person just like them in that suit who is probably kind of overworked very hot can't see too well and they kind of forget that and you need to be a little more mindful of the performer not just the character and i think that that's something if that's one thing that i would like for people who aren't mascots to kind of get a better grasp of would be that because when you're a little more respectful of the performer you know it helps them have a better performance which in turn helps you have more enjoyment of the performance so it's kind of a give and take relationship and people just kind of need to be more aware of their surroundings sometimes
0: oh yeah definitely because that just worries me i mean not that you guys aren't responsible or anything or you're gonna drop a, a kid or something but for maybe like mascots that aren't as not professional, just like haven't been doing it that long and
1: experience. Yeah, not as experienced or
0: and you just shove a baby in their arms, you know, and maybe they can't see or maybe they're not the usual mascot, you know. Like I don't know. Yeah,
1: you gotta be a little more careful sometimes. Uh, I I said I used to do like the full body full body puppetry and stuff, and I used to be in this big T Rex costume. My legs were strapped in, and I was inside the puppet. Yeah, and all I could really see was. Like two feet in front of me, there was a camera in the nose of the puppet. And I could see in front of the puppet and I could see a little bit out the sides. And people would just like throw their kids at me for pictures. And I have four-year-olds running under my legs and I can't see them and I can't do anything. It's like I'm – like at least when I'm a mascot, I have hands and opposable thumbs and kind of like not push a kid away but kind of like shoot them away or kind of like create space for myself. But When I'm inside a puppet, you know, I can't really do anything and people are throwing kids at me and I'm like, I might step on your child.
0: Yeah, and
1: that's not something I want to do that's not something I'm trying to do but it could very well happen and I have a very limited amount of things I can do a very limited range of motion and people aren't really aware of that and they're like oh it's just whatever and you know for people who are so protective of their children but when they see a mascot or they see a puppet or they see Bugs Bunny at Six Flags they're just like
0: yeah. all
1: <laughs> rules out the window and you know <laughs> I don't really understand that
0: yeah no I it's understandable like you're concerned everything and
1: People should be more like, away. I if I if I if I hurt a child, that's going to ruin my day, too. You know, yeah,
0: like,
1: your kid's going to be injured. That sucks for him or her. You're going to be upset. You're going to be mad. That sucks for you. And then I'm going to be like the whole day. I'm going to be sick about it. I'm like, I can't believe I hurt that child. Like, and let's be honest, sometimes they might deserve it. Well, not like <laughs> an injury, but they might deserve a little bit of like a like, hey, kid, like chill. But like, I wouldn't do that, you know? Like, if if someone was mean to me in the street, I wouldn't punch them, even though they might deserve it. But, you know, like it doesn't I don't I don't get joy out of it. If if a kid is being annoying and I trip over him and hurt him, I won't feel good about it. I won't feel justified. I'll still feel upset. Like whether like no kid deserves harm to be put upon him, you know, no kid deserves injury to be put upon him. Like even if he if he hits me first, like I still I'm not going to hit him back. You know, I'm not going to hit a child. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah. So I just want I just want them to be safe. And I want them to be protected. I would like them to not. It just makes everyone's enjoyment more. They enjoy it more. I enjoy it more. You know, as long as everybody's safe.
0: Yeah. So so have you ever used the suit to your advantage? Like maybe you get some free stuff. Someone's digits. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I try to avoid stuff like that. You know, because this is something that I'm really passionate about. You know, it's something that I'm trying to turn into a career. And you know, you're always representing the whatever whatever. Uh, company you're advertising for, or whatever team that you're uh, mascotting for, you're representing that team, and I try to be as professional as possible. I've definitely like told people I was Sparky because I knew they would enjoy it. Like, I, I saw a, I saw a band, uh, a long, an old Long Island band from where I grew up, and I saw them, and they were like wearing Islander hats. One of the guys was wearing an Islander hat, and I was with my friend who's a big Islander fan. like a really good friend of mine, my friend Corey, and him and I were hanging out, and he knows that I'm Sparky. We talk about stuff all the time, and They were like, they were loading up their van. He was like, Hey, man, this is my, like, I'm, he's Sparky. I'm like, Yeah, I'm Sparky. So I ended up like hanging out with the band after the show because I was Sparky. Like, stuff like that. (laughs) I probably, that's probably the bare, like, the, the, the most I'd ever do. You know, that's probably as far as I would take liberties of, uh, of being Sparky. You know, I, I'm not looking for handouts from people because I'm Sparky. I'm not really looking for, for like, uh, to try to get things from it. You know, being Sparky is not to sound st- stupid and cliche, but it's kind of reward in and of itself. So I kind of never really had that mentality. And I don't want to be the guy who does something or asks something or acts like who I am uh, to the wrong person and then have it get back to the Islanders that, oh, I heard Sparky's a dick. Or even get not even, I don't even care if the Islanders find out, uh, if like other fans found out, like, oh, I, I met Sparky, he's a dick. And like, I would hate that. That would be terrible. I wouldn't, I want everyone who sees Sparky Islander fans and opposing fans to to love him. You know, I want them to love him as much as I love him. You know, I don't want, I don't want people to, to hate the character. I don't want people to, to dislike me. So I try to avoid doing stuff like that just because I don't want to invite that opportunity to happen.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I ask this question to everybody I interview. So how do you handle the crazy kids, the crazy adults, and the crazy women? And if you have a, like, a story for each, if you could share.
1: Sure. Well, how you handle the crazy adults is you just kind of you treat them like kids, really. <laughs> Which is funny because I find that people react the opposite to their age. If an adult's being crazy, you treat them like a kid. If a kid's being crazy, crazy, you treat them like an adult. And it kind of evens out you know so like if a kid if a kid's acting wild and crazy i'll like get down on one knee get on his level you know try to give him a high five try to give him a hug try to get him to calm and relax and see me as like as non-threatening or not something that he should be messing around with and if a kid uh, if a kid gets really rambunctious or crazy you just walk away Uh, so that's what i do with anybody adult or kid if they get women if they get crazy and they get really aggressive i just walk away because i have to worry about my safety i have to worry about uh, their safety. I don't want anyone to get hurt, so I just kind of back off and just give myself some space and kind of just let it die out naturally, rather than being an aggressor or trying to fight them on it or you know stuff like that. And it's hard as a mask because you can't talk. You know, you but uh, you can only do with your hands. You can only talk with your hands. You can only say so much. I would say that the craziest thing that had happened to me was with uh, was there was a woman who. Was trying to put her, uh, try to be as PC as possible, her nether regions in my face.
0: What? Oh my god. Because
1: she really wanted to have a picture of Sparky's nose in her, you know where. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, I don't know what to do here, really. Um, so I kind of just kind of like, I kind of just. Pull, I, pull, I kept my head up as high as I could cuz the thing is the mascot costume is your eyes are above your head. Yeah. So if you want to look forward you have to look down. If you want to look down you have to look really far down if you want to uh, like stuff like that. So I just kind of I I threw all of like the tableau out the window and what I looked like out the window I just kept my head straight up so that she couldn't do anything with it and then she kind of just didn't care anymore. Took a regular picture and left. Uh so that kind of just I try to do like non-violent diffusing. If I if I I, I know what my body can do, whether I'm doing it or I have forces being impacted on me, imposed on me. So I know like how my body can bend, how it can move. And I know, but if she's trying to get my head down, if I just hold my head up, then there's nothing really she could do. And she's like, oh, whatever. And then she kind of gets disinterested. And like I said, a treat when adults get rambunctious, you treat them like kids. What yeah. do kids do when kids get disinterested? They walk away and they just leave alone. So that's kind of how I handle that. There was a A Blackhawks fan that tried to fight me once.
0: Drunk or just dumb? (laughs) Kind of
1: drunk. Because what happened was the Blackhawks came to the Islanders, to Barclays Center. And what I did was I I found a cardboard box. I ripped half the box off. I found a magic uh, sharpie. And I wrote with an arrow pointing down to the bottom of the sign. I wrote Blackhawks fan since 2010. (laughs) And I was walking around holding it over Blackhawks fan's head. And it was getting a really good reaction. People thought it was funny. Blackhawks fans and Islanders fans thought it was hilarious. There was some Blackhawks. I went to a group of Blackhawks, fan, Blackhawks fans. And I did that to one guy and they were like, oh, my God, that's right. That is totally you. You didn't care about them to they won the cup. And it was really funny. And I went over to this one group of, of Blackhawks fans in the visiting side of the, of the arena and there was a little girl. And the little girl stole the sign. So I stole her hat because that's tit for tat. And I stole her hat and I did the whole wipe it on my butt thing and I threw it back to her, which was like funny. She laughed, but then the guy got like really angry. He wasn't even with her. Like she was with another family and he just got really angry. It's like, oh, oh, you're messing with a little girl. Oh, big tough guy. And I was like, I couldn't say anything, but I was thinking to myself like, it's for fun. She had fun. I had fun. People laughed. There's no reason to get crazy. And I just did what I did with the woman. I just kind of walked away and let it diffuse itself. You know, I kind of gave security a nudge when I was walking past not, I didn't want to get the guy thrown out, but I was like, just make sure you watch that guy. But uh, he's kind of getting a little drunk. But usually, that's just how I with with adults. You just kind of you kind of ignore him. You know, you kind of just let them figure out that wow, I'm getting mad at a mascot. I should probably relax a little bit.
0: <laughs> so, have you ever received any strange requests or strange gifts <laughs> or cool gifts? I don't know.
1: A uh, cool, uh, strange request. I have to think about that one. But cool gifts, definitely. Uh, there was a mascot for um, for the, I believe it was Geneva, uh, Swiss hockey team. Uh, they're the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes around the world and just meets other mascots. And he came to New York when I was doing an event in Canarsie in Brooklyn. And he came and... He met me and he gave me a little doll of his mascot and like a scarf and a T-shirt and some stickers. And, and it was really cool. You know, it was a really cool thing. I asked the t- I got his address and his information. I asked the team to send him something in, uh, in Europe. And I hope they did. I think they did. If they didn't, I, I feel bad. And I, if by some chance he's listening to this, I'm uh, Patrick, I'm sorry. If they didn't take care of you, I hope they did. They should have. But that was a really cool thing. Uh, I really liked that. Uh, That was a lot of fun. And as far as weird, weird requests, I've had people, personal, close friends who know of them, Sparky, who want me to wear the costume to parties and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is kind of standard, I guess. I wouldn't really do it. I actually, I do have a friend, though, who I'm in his his wedding party next year. (laughs) And I was like, I was joking around, but I actually was kind of half serious about it, and I was hoping that I was going to talk to a team and uh maybe they'd be okay with it was i was gonna get like a costume tuxedo like a tearaway tuxedo and cut wing holes in it and stuff for sparky and i was gonna wear a tux to the groomsmen uh photo shoot and take a set of pictures with the groomsmen as sparky because they're all islander fans and it would be i thought that'd be a cool thing to do but that's not that was kind of an idea i had on my own that wasn't even a thing that i was presented with but i thought that'd be a cool fun thing you know
0: yeah, especially if their wedding colors were, you know, orange and blue. I <laughs> mean, cool. I actually don't know.
1: His wedding's not until next May, so I have no idea what what they're planning. They got engaged uh, last year, and they're they're doing a long engagement, which is which I'm definitely in support of. That's a cool. I like long engagement. I don't want to rush into anything. Yeah. Even though definitely. even though they're gonna be wonderful, they're a great couple, and they're gonna be happy as hell. But you know, it's always nice. No matter how much you love somebody, it's nice to take a little time and you know figure out what you want to do. You don't have to rush into anything, get crazy. You have your whole lives to be married. You don't need to rush or anything like that oh, yeah,
0: definitely. so
1: it's cool all my friends are all my friends are oh wait hang hang on a second i think my mic's backing up again let me reset it oh, yeah my mic got weird but yeah um it's actually funny um this is something that i definitely wanted to talk about uh i'm not actually an islander what um, <laughs> no i am not. i grew up i've been a red wings fan since i was maybe six years old or so and I'm actually a Rangers fan because my father's a Rangers fan and him. And that's the only sport team that he and I share because he's a Yankee fan. And I, I think that the Yankees are the epitome of evil. <laughs> I feel, and he's a Packers fan and I'm a Vikings fan. So we clash all the time. But the one sport that we share is the Rangers. He actually, he was at game seven in 94 when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup.
0: Oh wow!
1: Um, so I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Rangers because my father is a Rangers fan, but I'm, I'm not an Islander fan. I have never really liked the Islanders that much, but I love being Sparky, and I love rooting for the team when I'm in costume, and I love pepping the fans up and making sure they're having a good time. So when I am Sparky, I am the biggest Islander fan that you will ever meet. And I would just like... That's something that I've always thought was really cool about my situation specifically, because I feel like a lot of people who are mascots usually are fans of the team, or, or at least indifferent towards the team, and then eventually grow to love it. But I actually... I before I was Sparky, I actively rooted against the Islanders. But <laughs> when I'm when I am Sparky, I love the team. I love the Islanders. Right when I when I have that head on, I bleed blue and orange, and I I really enjoy doing what I do. I think it's it's a lot it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a good challenge to be a mascot for a team that you don't actually like. You know, because it really keeps you on it keeps you on your toes. It makes you have to be engaging. It makes you have to care about what's going on in the game. It makes you have to be a fan you know it's easy it's easy to be a fan it's easy to be a mascot when you like the team when you when you don't you know you have to work that much harder and i like to challenge myself you know i like to i think that's a really cool thing about that is just you know making sure that i'm engaging and doing the best that i can because i have to you know i can't just kind of like relax and just watch the game as a fan because i'm not you know i have to actually actively make myself work at it which is it's a fun challenge it's interesting
0: no oh, yeah and I think that's crossed my mind especially with the people that are are so dedicated and you know maybe they did relocate you know just to become a mascot and it's like well I didn't grow up with this team like I grew up way over here you know so I like that perspective where you're working harder to cheer on this team that your other self I guess like your different personality wouldn't um wouldn't usually root for so which brings me to my next question would you say their, your personality matches your suit or like does it well,
1: make sense yeah no i think it's a it doesn't it doesn't at the same time because i'll say that like any good mascot worth their salt they have to let their personality shine through it's like any other job where you're a performer you know where if you're an actor if you're a puppeteer if you're a stage performer if you're a singer you know you have your personality has to shine through your character you have to show your own personality that's the only way you can really be comfortable in your own skin or i guess your own felt uh, for yeah. a really bad joke that I just told. But uh, you have to really you know, let your character shine through. But I will say that in real life, under the mask, I am a lot less, let's say, work safe than my <laughs> character. You know, I, I, I'm really into a lot of dark comedy and stuff like that. Like guys like like Doug Stanhope and like uh, old names like Bill Hicks and people who tell a lot of really dark jokes and a lot of really things that aren't appropriate for family humor. So when you're being a mascot, it's a fun challenge to let my personality shine through as much as possible while still remembering my audience, still knowing where I am. Because there are some things that I'd really like to do. Like we joke, I do the school assemblies with the old arena hostess from the Coliseum. And her and I joke that we want to have like an adult themed uh, assembly, like uh, Sparky After Dark, because (laughs) that kind of jives more with our personal senses of humor our personal personalities because our on-stage characters are a little bit more subdued because we deal with children and families and we got to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and and representing the islanders as best we can representing the characters as best we can so i would say yeah i would i would say about 85 percent true to me sparky is and then there's another 15 percent that i hold back just because the it's not really totally workplace appropriate
0: Oh, yeah. I, I totally understand. I think you need that, that time, especially working with kids. I know, and it's not always kids. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those like guilty, like I'm one of those adults, you know, that's always begging the mascots or whatever. Yeah. Like you just need that different outlet. You can't always be on top of your game. Like, oh, work, work, work or like not cuss. I know mascots. I mean, for me, it's cause oh, I mentioned this a lot that I'm a teacher. So it's like I go throughout the whole day, you know, no cussing, like, being super nice to, like, everyone that I meet, you know what I mean? And not so much that it's fake or whatever, but, you know, you're just trying to be that person in everyone's life, like, that positive thing, you know what I mean? And then you need to go home and then just, like, let it all out yeah. somehow, some way.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's one of the great things about being a mascot is, like, it's uh, – I always joke with my friends. I, I, did a, I did a little bit of, like, stand-up comedy in my younger days, not, like, anything trying to be professional. Just I like to go to open mics because it's fun and mascotting is the same kind of thing I always I joked and called it free therapy
0: No oh, yeah where definitely. it's good to
1: it's good to just like it's good to as it's good as it's great as a release the cra- the crazy thing about being a mascot is no one ever sees your face so all of those inhibitions are gone out the window so you can you're the only time that you ever can like really be yourself is when you're in the suit because you don't have to worry about people seeing you. You, know, you don't have to worry about people looking at you and like no one's going to remember your face. If I, if I trip and fall on my face trying to do something funny, you know, it's easier to play it off because no one can see that I'm embarrassed under the suit. You know, I just stand up and, and clap my hands and make it look like I meant to do it. And it's funny, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's very liberating to be able to do that. It's something that I, I think that if anyone is ever given the opportunity to be in a costume, not even just a mascot, but like, I know my mother uh, uh, has a part-time job at Barnes and Noble, which I think she does purely for the book, um, the discounts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she reads to the children and she dresses up in the costumes. Uh, like she's a curious George sometimes. And actually it's funny cause she'll send me pictures and I'll be like, Hey, you're a, I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll like shop talker and be like, Oh, you're a, your eyes aren't level. You're looking up. You need to look down to the camera So, yeah. can, <laughs> so it looks like the college is looking at the camera and I'll, I'll razz her about it. But, um, it's something that I think that everyone should experience at least once and twice in their life because, you know, it's really it's really liberating. It's a lot of fun to just let loose like that and not have to worry about, like, you know, spend so much time in your day worrying about different things and you're really free in there. When you're in that costume, you're really, really free. And that's a really cool thing that I don't think a lot of people get a chance to experience.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's cool, too. As someone who is like, oh, my God, like anxiety and stuff, like, <laughs> I suffer from yeah, anxiety. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I, I totally get that you're wearing a mask and, like, no one's ever going to see your facial expression no one's ever going to you know maybe like hear something that you mumble into your breath or something if you mess up or make a mistake or something so yeah so what's the hardest part about mascotting it's really hot <laughs> um i think and
1: the hardest part about mascotting to me it's, this is kind of a joke answer but it's when people like teachers or something see you backstage and they're like oh must be hot in there huh <laughs> And then you have to be like, oh, no, yeah, and not be like, what do you think, idiot? Like, and you had like, it's really funny because people, that's, everyone always asks, oh, it must be hot in there. I'm like, what do you, you see me dripping sweat, like gasping for air, j- chugging an entire bottle of water? Oh, you must be hot. Like, obviously, I'm hot. It's very hot. It's, it's a felt suit that weighs 50 pounds. It's going to be warm. You know, I don't really know. It's like dumb questions people ask
0: uh trust me i never know how to respond to those like obviously you know what i mean like yeah Mm. oh my gosh
1: must be hot in there like obviously um and i think i would say the hardest thing aside from that's i think that's the easy answer you know it's it's hot in here it's the easy answer i think the the hardest thing about mascotting is always being on your toes you know the character always has to be alive when you're in the suit you don't get a break you have to be, I don't get to like, if I'm hot, I don't get to sit and relax for a second. I need to be on, I need to be sparky. So it's like, it's the combination of always being attentive, always being aware of my surroundings, always thinking like, what's the next thing I could do to be active? Like, uh, looking for, looking for fans that I can interact with, making sure that people, when people look at me, I'm interacting with them and engaging with them. And there's always having to be, having to be on, you know, that's the most challenging thing is you have to be, when you're in character, you don't get a break, you're in character. Like you're there. I get mad when people who know me come up to me. I tell my friends not to do this, and they <laughs> they're usually pretty good about not doing it. Uh, but every once in a while it'll happen. Someone will call me by my name when oh, I'm in what? the suit.
0: No way. And I'm
1: like, no, I that's I I, I my, my father came to a game once, and I even warned him before the game. I'm like, don't call me Anthony. I'm not gonna answer. I'm, like, and then. He found I went to go buy his seats to go say hi. It was him, um, his uh his fiance's son and his uh, and his two kids, the son's two kids. And I got them tickets to the game, they were hanging out uh by their seats, and I walked over and he goes, Hey, is that Anthony? And I just looked at him and then just <laughs> looked away and he goes, I mean sparky. And I was like, Yeah, man, like I told you, oh, don't oh I'm not gonna respond, man. I'm in the suit, like I'm in I'm in character. You gotta you gotta you know, you got to respond to me. You got to talk to me as the character because I'm in character. I don't I it's funny because my handlers actually hate me because I will refuse for the most part, like 95 percent of the time I refuse to talk to them, even when we're backstage. Like I'll <laughs> use my hands because like, I won't speak. because I'm in character. I don't speak. And there's a go like, oh, uh, like uh, there's a couple like backup sparkies and they're like, oh, I always know it's Anthony because he won't talk to me. <laughs>
0: No, I think that's a good thing. And it's like, dude, work on your your nonverbal skills. You know what I mean? Your nonverbal communication. So (laughs)
1: that's that's the most important part of being a mascot is nonverbal communication. If you can't if you don't know how to talk with your hands like I learned that when I used to be uh, Penny the Bowling Pin in Times Square, my handler and I uh, one of my handlers, he was an actor and we used to play charades. And I'm this guy, Mike. He was a real cool guy uh, from Colorado. Uh, him and I would, he I'd be Penny and he'd be the the, the guy handing out the flyers. And when I would want to do something, when I want to talk to him. I would play charades with him. And we would just play charades all day because I wouldn't talk. And it was fun to have him play along like that. It was a really good time. I really, I really liked the nonverbal part of it. It's a lot of fun. Challenging.
0: Oh, yeah. And it works well with <laughs> kids, especially, you know, if they're not talking, you know, for whatever reason, whether they're young or whether they have special needs. I mean, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I special needs kids are my favorite kids. I love working with them. They're always they're always so grateful. Their parents are always so grateful. They're always so sweet. And it's always nice to put a it's always nice to put a smile on any kid's face. But with special needs kids especially, you know, the smiles that they get, they they earn them. And I are they're probably a lot fewer and further between because of their conditions and it's always nice to do something great for them and engage them and help them feel like like a regular, healthy, normal kid. And that's really rewarding and really enriching getting to do stuff like that. I always love, I'm always the first to jump to do anything with a special needs kid because it's just, it just, it makes you feel good. It makes them feel good. There's, there's no, there's never a bad reason. There's never a um a bad thing up that comes about from doing something nice for a special needs kid, for any kid in general. But like, I think especially special needs kids, I really enjoy working with them a lot.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll know if they're happy or if they're not happy and really the best people that you will ever meet. Seriously, they're awesome. And you just said that. But what's your favorite thing about mascotting?
1: (laughs) My favorite thing about mascot is just making people smile, man. Like that's 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 kind of how I live my life out of costume I'm always I'm always trying to just be put my best self forward. I want everyone to interact with me as a person to 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 think, oh, he was a nice guy. Um, I want everyone's life to be better for having met me than worse. You know, I like to leave things better than they were when I found them. And when you're a mascot, you know, that's kind of built into your job description. You're there to make people happy, to make them smile, to make them laugh, to make them have a good time. Like I said before, uh, sports is an entertainment industry. You know, you're there to entertain. You're there to make people happy. You know, so that's really the best part about it is just making people smile, making people laugh. Going to games for free is kind of cool, but you don't really get to watch them when you're in costume. So I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't pick that as my favorite part about it. But
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. Hashtag mascots make life better. You can use that on Twitter, just don't use it on um Instagram because that's like where all my ma- <laughs> where all my my mascot pictures are cataloged under, and like no one else has used it. <laughs> so well, I mean, if it's if their account is private, then obviously I can't see it. But if it's yeah. like public, yeah.
1: I agree with that though. Mascots do make life better. I think everything should have a mascot.
0: <laughs> yes, I agree.
1: <laughs> I think I actually think that that mascots and costume characters and and full by puppeteers should be unionized in like the actors guild or something. Oh yeah. Or like, stage actors guild because I think that would be I think that would be really cool, especially cuz like not every team has a mascot coordinator where your salary job is to be the mascot and a lot of teams have backup mascots that are working hourly wages and don't make a lot of money and put their bodies on the line and do stuff like that and very physical job for not a lot of comparative pay i personally think that uh the ratio of pay to work mascotting is one of the like the secretly most dangerous jobs a person can do like this side of like coal miner or firefighter or something that's inherently dangerous mascot you're usually overworked running around you're super hot you're not making a lot of money. You don't really get benefits unless you have a salary job, like you're the mascot coordinator. Most most people who are costume characters at like Six Flags or backup mascots, they work hourly wages and they don't have health insurance. And I think it would be really cool if if that could be unionized. I think that's that's a skill. You know, that's a thing that not a lot, not everyone can do. I have people that say I've gone mascot suits and I hated it and I don't want to do it. I know that some minor league teams make interns be the mascot and it's a mascot's a kind of job where you can only do it and do it well if you love it and want to do it. Oh, yeah. So that's a a skill. That's a skill that people have. And that's something that should be that should be emboldened and something that should be supported. And I think that unionization would be a really cool thing that could hopefully happen one day, one day while I'm alive and still mascotting, hopefully.
0: yeah. I don't know how we you would start that or we could start that, <laughs> whoever is listening. I think
1: really the thing would be to latch on to an already established union. I think that the Stage Actors Guild would be a perfect home for costume characters and full-body puppeteers and people like that. Not just mascots, but like Six Flags, Bugs Bunny at Six Flags, and, and like Disney princesses and stuff like that. I think that'd be a perfect home for those people. I really think that that's a perfect marriage, and I would love to... If anybody out there is a uh, stage actors guild member and would like to reach out to me, uh feel free to email the podcast and get my info from Denise. I'd be happy to talk to you about it.
0: Yeah, any uh, one of my 40 listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you never you never like I met Jason playing Broomball. You never know who's listening. You never know who you're going to meet, so.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> we could we could we could change the mascot world today. You never know.
0: Yeah, just with this one podcast. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. You never
0: know. No, yeah, I'm very, in, I'm big on podcasting really does connect people because you never know who's listening. And all it takes is one email to, you know, just get connected and then, you know, start this whole other like a friendship or whatever it is, or just a connection and supporting each other. And, you know, whether it's mascotting or whatever, whatever it is you're podcasting about.
1: And, and you can bet that I'm going to share the hell out of this when it's done. So <laughs> I'm going to try to get as many people to listen to it as possible. You might get some new listeners, hopefully.
0: Awesome, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, what advice do you have for people pursuing mascotting as a career?
1: Never be afraid to do something that you think might help, might give you more experience. Like I said, I was I was a time I was a Times Square mascot. I did full body puppetry. You know, uh, I've. Taking a cut, like I've tried, I've thought about taking a couple of gymnastics classes. I'm trying to get myself back and I gained a little bit of weight last year because I was doing a lot of in arena stuff and I ate a lot of shitty food and I've been trying to get in better shape and take some gymnastics classes, you know, and do stuff like that. And always being able to expand your repertoire. If you're young enough that you know, you want to be a mascot, if you're 16, 17, 15, 16, 17, or 20, and you know, you want to be a mascot when you're in college, you know, take, take dance classes. They're there. They're offered. Take, uh, gymnastics and sports. So take advantage of the, of the, of the, um, of the, what's the word I'm looking for? The gym, the student gym, take gymnastics classes. Don't be afraid to leave your comfort zone because when you have the suit on, you know, you're free and you, and you can, you can express yourself as best as you want, as much as you want, because you never have to be worried about people seeing you. But the only way you can ever get to that point is if you are, are willing to leave your comfort zone when people can see your face, you know, that would be the best advice I can give to somebody would be uh, always be willing to try and do new things. Like I didn't want to be a mascot my whole life. I looking back, I realize now that I was always naturally fitted towards it. And I always kind of had an affinity for mascots, but I never really thought I would be a mascot. One day, the opportunity to be in costume fell in my lap and I ran with it. Never. I would give that advice to anybody, whether I want to be a mascot or not, just never be afraid to do something even if you don't think it's a mean like, even if you don't think it's a means to an end even if you don't think it's gonna take you somewhere like I've worked so many weird odd jobs I've worked in warehouses I've, I was I was a uh, dress hat dress hats like fedoras I was a hat salesman uh, I've cleaned pools you know I've I've uh, I've worked at a dinosaur puppetry theme park you know I've done all these crazy things because I'm never afraid to try something new to learn a new skill even if I don't think it's gonna mean anything in the long run just to to put yourself out there and learn and do new things.
0: That's great advice for anyone, you know, just starting out their career, starting out their life or wants to restart their life. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost 30, you know, and I, I'm still trying to make it out here and I, I feel good about the stuff I've done. You know, I feel good about where I've been and where I was. Like I said, like four years ago, I was like part-time employed. I was or five, five, six years ago. I was like, I was, doing retail and I didn't have a college degree. I had, I had left college halfway through because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I felt like I was kind of treading water. And I I went right into the job market and got a retail job. And I was kind of had, I was like 25, 26. I had no idea where I was going. And I just, I ended up being a bowling pin in Times Square. And then from there, I ended up doing puppetry. And then from there, I ended up being a professional mascot. I think about the the jumps I've made in, in like less than half a decade. I went from from guy working behind a counter in a men's fashion store to professional mascot. You know, it's never too late to just change what you want to do. You just have to go for it. There's going to be some struggles and some tough times. And I don't make a ton of money and sometimes it's a little hard, but I love what I do. And I would rather be living paycheck to paycheck and worrying about where my rent's coming from and enjoying my job than make seven figures and hate my life, you know? So I'm always more than willing to do whatever makes me happy and try to find and do new
0: things that I enjoy to do. That's awesome. I definitely admire that. I mean, that's that's cool. Just got to love what you do. And like I
1: said, we talked before about my family and my friends. I have, I have a great support system. I'm very blessed to be able to have people around me that will let me do that because some people don't get that opportunity. You know, it's so easy to say, oh, go back to school or get this job or do this thing. And some people struggle to get by and they don't have the time and the opportunity to do things like that. They don't have. It's so easy to say, like, oh, you want to get a better job? Go get a degree. Go back to school. And some people work three jobs as it is to pay rent, and they don't have any more time in their day to take classes. And yeah. they're kind of treading, they're treading water. And you know, it's very difficult. You know, so sometimes you don't get those opportunities, you don't get those uh, advantages that a lot of people have. And I'm, I'm very lucky to have people around me that help me for sure do what I do. Because if I didn't have them, I don't even know if I would still be a mascot. I would have probably gotten. A crappy desk job that I hate right now by now. And I haven't done that yet. So fingers crossed I won't have to.
0: Oh, yeah. I definitely, you know, I'm rooting for you and I wish you the best of luck. I'm going to give you a few websites to see if you know about them at the end. But so we're kind of nearing towards the end. And I just want to ask two more questions. So which mascots inspire you?
1: Which mascots inspire me? Well, got to throw it up to the San Diego chicken, of course.
0: Yes. (laughs) Because
1: he's the OG. I remember I. I, When I was really young, I had a tape, a San Diego Chicken VHS tape, but I wore it out. I watched it so much. I remember him at the Holy Roller and him biting bald guys' heads and him hanging out with the Philly Fanatic. And I have much respect for the San Diego Chicken. I didn't know I wanted to be a mascot when I was a kid, but I knew I loved mascots because of him. And once I became a mascot, it all kind of clicked, and I realized, yeah, I was destined to do this. Um, but definitely the San Diego Chicken. Uh, gotta love Mr. Met, the Philly fanatic. Um, gotta love uh, Benny the Bull is great. Love Benny the Bull. Uh, Bailey's pretty cool too. I like Bailey. Give a shout out to Bailey. And then I got to give a shout out to a guy who is one of the other Sparkies. I won't say his name on there, uh, but he's kind of he was kind of like my mascot mentor. He was him and I my first season we split time as the game day mascot. And he kind of like took me under his wing. He was a cool guy. He's a, he's a funny guy. And, uh, he, uh, he kind of helped me out when I was first starting. So definitely he's a guy who I got to give a little shout out to as well.
0: Awesome. Any other shout outs, family, friends?
1: Yeah. Uh, shout outs to my friends. I've mentioned my parents, my sister, my friend, Tim helping me out. I got a shout out to all my Islander fan friends. Uh, Corey, uh, Eric, Dan, Wally, Justin, Joe, uh all my guys, Islander fan guys. I, I don't like your team, but I love being your mascot. Um, uh yeah, no, that's really about it. You know, i i a shout out to you, Denise, for Thanks. having a great podcast. It's a lot of fun. And definitely shout out to Jason for uh for hooking us up. That was great of him too. And yeah, that'd probably be about it. I don't think I have much more to shout out to.
0: Awesome, and then I just want to shout out, yeah, to Jason. I'll talk more about that in my little end thing that I do. And if you want stickers, I'm going to mention this. If you or any of your friends want stickers, like I will mail those out to you. Absolutely. Oh,
1: I, I have, I have, I have one more shout out actually. Um, I want to give a shout out to my friends. I, uh, I have for like the last decade, better part of a decade. I have been pretty active on like the sports forum website. And a couple of a couple of guys I've actually like met and talked to. And I just wanted to give a shout out to them. They'll know who they are and they listen. And I just want to make sure that they uh, they knew they got a shout out to.
0: Okay, awesome. And yeah, shout out to Patrick. I want to send him stickers in case no one sent him anything.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I should have his info written down somewhere. I'll try to find it. If I can't find it when we're talking later, I'll email it to you or something if I can find it because... He definitely deserves something. He was a really cool, really nice guy.
0: Awesome. And shout out to you. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. And I know scheduling is crazy, but I really appreciate you getting back to me and sitting down and chatting with me. And yeah, just sharing your stories is awesome. You know, it was a ton of fun. And if he would ever like to do another
1: thing like. Maybe not so much of an interview, but kind of like a round table thing with another mascot or something you want or you ever want to talk to me again, I'd be happy to come back on for whatever reason. That'd be a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. This was good.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I made it to 15, you guys. Oh, my gosh. This weekend has been crazy. You guys, I did three interviews. I'm hoping I did four because I lost an interview. It was bound to happen. Oh, my gosh. So I'm really hoping that we re-recorded that one, Dom. Please (laughs) say that we did. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe tomorrow we'll get to it. I don't know. I'm recording this beforehand. Um, But shout out to Dom, who is awesome for putting up with me. (laughs) And shout out to all of the mascots who have put up with me. Everyone who has given me an interview. I really appreciate it. All the listeners, I appreciate you as well. Because I know I'm not the best interviewer. But extra big shout out to... My first three interviewers, which is Jason, you get another shout out, and Anonymous. Like, those first three were so rough, and Jake, like, you don't understand the editing that went into that, and (laughs) yeah, because with Jason, we just kept talking about Pearl Jam, how to edit all that out, and with the Anonymous, there was some really awkward moments, and I felt there were awkward moments, (laughs) and inappropriate questions that I was like, well, no, I'm taking this out. But it was a learning experience. So I I knew for the rest of the interviews not to ask those questions. And with Jake, I actually edited the wrong file. My producer was like, dude, you edited the wrong files. I was like, damn it. So I went back to edit the other, the correct files, which I didn't even edit. It kind of just like, I was like, screw it. I'm just putting it out. I don't have time for this. So yeah, number three, is not edited that much so thank you guys for putting up with me speaking of shout outs anthony wanted me to give one more shout out to don he said he's a huge islanders fan and that he would know who he was so shout out to you don and shout out to anthony for giving me an interview and i just wanted to talk about bailey's birthday party it was so much fun interacting with the mascots was so much fun like seriously like i love cosmo cosmo is there thunder is awesome he was there I got to see him and i think you know everyone else remembered me like kingston and chuck i'd like to think that they remember me they you know pointed out the ring a couple times finally got my picture with bailey and my mascot ring um shout out to jacob engineered to entertain if you are interested in getting a mascot ring for yourself <laughs> yeah i tried to get a picture with bailey and the ring a couple times before and it didn't work out so he was kind of forced (laughs) to to take one in the big group picture that i took and uh it was a ton of fun except for the annoying chick behind me she was so rude and so obnoxious and just annoying everyone around her and she was being really rude because she saw me like dude i'm sitting right in front of you you saw me interacting with the mascots and here you are talking ish Like, oh, what are those things? They're so disgusting. They probably smell. And like, who's into mascots? It's so stupid. And like, oh, shut up, bleep. Like, oh, she got me so mad. But, you know, karma got around to her. They were giving out Bailey vinyls that night and someone totally spilled beer and her box got all ruined. Uh, And she was complaining the whole time and people apologized to her. I was like, dude, like, don't apologize to this crazy bleep. But anyway, so her Bailey box got ruined and she lost like something towards the end of the game. She was looking for some. She's like, oh, I lost my blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, that's what you get. Whatever. No physical harm came to her. (laughs) But yeah, she got what she deserved. Punishment fit the crime, I guess. But anyways, just yeah, that's me venting. Anyways, thanks for listening, you guys. If you would like to be on the show, it's contact at mascotdiaries.com. If you'd like to follow me, I'm on social media at Mascot Diaries on everything, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want some stickers, I totally don't mind sending you stickers. Just DM me or email me your address. So yeah, take care, guys, and thanks for listening.